After DC's recent fantabulous team-ups, where can you go? How can you follow Batman Plastic Man, Batman Adam? Well, brave and bold ones, we did it. This is it. The all-time B&B grabber. We give you not one, but two fighting companions for the Bat Guy, both female, the wondrous Wonder Woman, and the battling beauty Batgirl. Now stand by for the stunning saga we could only call In the Coils of Copperhead. Welcome back to The Brave and the Bob. And this is going to be a really fun episode. There's going to be uh, shenanigans afoot here. There's two guest stars in this comic book, but uh, my guest and I will get to that in a minute. But returning to the show is my good buddy and a super blog team up compatriot, Evan Bevins. How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm fantastic, especially because you picked the comic that you did for us to talk about. <laughs> I I, uh, I I I may have struck gold on this one, mm, man. And I'll tell you what I think. Some of the you know this is pre nineteen seventy, but it's still uh, Bob Haney here, so you know it's going to be wild. And I, I always felt like the seventies he did, you know, the nineteen seventies books he did were crazier. But I, I don't know. I'm starting to doubt that. I think the sixties might have even been crazier. Well, and the good thing about this one, and the reason I suggested it, is that uh, with one of those guest stars in particular. After we record this, if you're editing it and you feel like, uh, you know, it's just not working, you can always just scrap it for a tax credit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, this is the Brave of the Bold number 78, uh, cover dated June, July 1968. So we got the old, you know, 12-cent uh, cover here, which is kind of awesome. And I got to tell you, I don't feel that Bob Brown gets enough love. And Bob Brown and Mike Esposito are the cover artists here. So uh, what do you think of this cover here? What are your thoughts? Oh, man, it's a it, it's a, a good one. Um, a, a little odd, um, maybe, that the uh, the guest stars are, are in the background. But, um, you know, as, as I mentioned before, I grew up more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy. And uh, so Copperhead was just like kind of this oddity character for me that... I may not have even seen him in anything until some of the Justice League cartoons. Mm-hmm. There's just like, hey, this dude in a big snake costume. But he he looks genuinely threatening uh, in here. Th- this is actually the one that they made the cover on the uh, for the showcase edition. Uh, oh, nice. That I have a, a lot of these in. So so I do have that one in color, although I saw the original and uh, there's a little more brown and a little less purple uh, <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on, on the showcase collection cover. But yeah, I mean, definitely very, uh, very, you know, dramatic, suspenseful, maybe a little bit of a misdirection from from the story we're getting. But uh, it's it's a good cover and an even better story. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's got a purple background and it's uh, uh, has the Brave and the Bold logo up top. And it's the old school logo for when it first started, too. It hasn't switched over to the new one yet, Uh, but it's uh, you know, it says Batman and Wonder Woman guest starring Batgirl. And we have Copperhead, and he has his uh, uh, tail or whatever you want to say wrapped around Batman, kind of a, you know crushing the life out of him. And in the background, there are these serpents, and they look real from this picture. We're going to find out that's not quite the case here, but they're you know uh, breathing some kind of smoke. And it has Batgirl and Wonder Woman knocked out laying there on the ground and says, in the coils of Copperhead. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty good Definitely. stuff here. Definitely the most threatening I've ever seen Copperhead in my limited experience with him. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, he does prove to be a worthy foe for three, uh, three superheroes in this story. 
Yeah, we're going to see. He's really, uh, I, I again, I thought he was like a, a Z-lister, but he's more like a, a solid B-lister in this one with how he handles himself. Oh, yeah, especially compared to, uh, you know, certain other bat foes who are really smart but then leave clues behind. <laughs> yes, this, this is true. <laughs> yeah, he looks very menacing on the cover. You know, his his teeth look like, you know, uh, serpentine, and then he has his crazy, you know, uh, hood on that's like the, the the copperhead costume that has the fangs coming out too and it's you know uh, kind of right over batman they're like either he or the suit is about to bite him so yeah. yeah good good stuff here right the the hood looks intimidating his face looks intimidating but when you put the two of them together there's a little bit of a disconnect but uh but they they make brown makes it work on this cover <laughs> he does yeah like i said he's a guy that i don't know I don't know a ton about him and his work or if he had any longer runs in books, but I do know I have some books, you know, uh, a few different titles that he did the uh, pencils in and he was always pretty solid. I thought he was pretty good. You know, it's not the, I just feel like nobody ever talks about him, but he was, he was pretty good. And this issue for me really seals it. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's one of those, I don't know if house style is, is the right word, but it's, it's not like to me anyway, it's not super distinctive, but that's not, that's not in a bad way. It just looks like good comic book art. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not to, to me, it's not very, I don't know if, if you could, could pick it out of a, a lineup necessarily, but it's uh, I mean, it's just good solid. When I think about comics, this is, this is what I think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I think house style. Yeah. Maybe sometimes people will have like a, a, a negative feeling about that, but I don't personally. And I think it looks great. I think everything about this comic looks great. I have basically zero nitpicks about the artwork in this book or a store or the story. I mean, I'm obviously you could nitpick certain things about the story because it's Bob Haney writing something completely gonzo, but uh, I love it. Yeah. Why, why would, why would you want to? Yeah. This is my sweet spot. I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> 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 so yeah, this one, uh, it had, uh, like I said, the uh, the story is by uh, Zany Bob Haney, and interiors are also uh, Bob Brown, and then inks by Mike Esposito. And he's a guy that I more associate with Marvel because a lot of the Marvel books I have that were like, I, again, I don't think he had any terribly long runs either, even as an inker that I can think of offhand. But when I think of like Marvel team ups and two and ones and stuff like that, like Bronze Age, that's I think of Mike Esposito as being one of the the, the prominent inkers. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely done a crap load of work. I mean, probably for DC as well, but he definitely, to me, jumps out as more of a Marvel inker to me, which, you know, who knows? I think he was around for quite a long time at this point. I know some people kind of aren't a real big fan of his inks, but uh, I, I I like him personally. I think he does great. I got, I got no complaints with this one. Nope, not at all, so... All right, well, if you're ready, I'm going to jump right into a synopsis here, and this is from the DC Fandom website. It's a little lengthy, but um, don't worry. We'll still have plenty to talk about after this because this uh, this synopsis doesn't do Bob Haney's, I will I will call it brilliance, uh, enough justice. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's hard to boil this one down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never easy to synopsize a Haney comic, uh, so that's why I'm glad someone else has done it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in the coils of Copperhead. So, while Batman is otherwise busy stopping crooks, making off with an armored truck, the evil Copperhead has disguised himself as a poor man in order to get close enough to a visiting monarch in order to steal her tiara. When Batman finally tries to stop Copperhead, he is too late. With his reputation on the line, Batman vows to somehow deal with Copperhead. 
Devising a plan, Batman sets up an electronic beam alarm to protect the golden cask of Montezuma. However, as he is setting this up, both Wonder Woman and Batgirl appear over the city, writing messages of love to Batman before getting into a scrap over who is worthy of the Cape Crusader's affections. Stopping the two from quarreling, they both agree to a contest to decide which of the two are worthy of Batman's love. As the event is televised, Copperhead figures this is the best time to strike. While the two women try to win Batman's favor with various gifts, Copperhead sends up a common hood to check out the alarm to see if Batman is faking. When the first attempt doesn't cause Batman to run to the scene of the crime, Copperhead realizes that it's probably safe to steal the cask since Batman is otherwise predisposed. However, when Copperhead goes to steal it, it turns out that the whole spectacle put on by Wonder Woman and Batgirl was all a ruse organized by Batman to get Copperhead to come out of hiding. When the next attempt to capture Copperhead fails, Batgirl and Wonder Woman both realize that they're really in love with Batman, which starts the whole argument all over again. <laughs> when the two leave their secret identities hidden in Gotham Park for Batman to find, Copperhead learns of the location and seeks to get the identities himself, but ends up capturing Wonder Woman instead. Tracking Copperhead to his lair, Batman and Batgirl manage to find him, and after battling the foe, they defeat him. The women then reconcile their feelings for Batman and depart after Copperhead is turned over to the police. <laughs> so, yeah, that's as crazy as it sounds. So, uh, initial thoughts here on this one. What do you, what do you think? Oh, man, there's, there's just so much going on here, and there's parts of it, uh, like we were saying, that, that you could pick at, mm -hmm. but I... I, I wouldn't want to. And then also some of it makes me think, okay, was there even more going on here than, than, than I realized? Like in that opening sequence where Batman's stopping the armored car theft and uh, mm -hmm. Copperhead's like, well, now I can steal this other thing, the Queen's Tiara. I'm like, okay, so did he set up the armored car theft too? Is Is he just really opportunistic? And, you know, I mean... Obviously, there's not a lot of fat in, in in this story. There's not a lot to slide anything else in. So I'm like, you know, is, is Copperhead really this this brilliant, you know, brilliant criminal mastermind? Or is, you know, are they just saying, well, I'm going to do this while Batman's over here and not giving it any more thought? Mm -hmm. um, and then the uh, I, I couldn't I remembered a little bit about this, but it had been a while since I read it. And I honestly could not remember if it was Batman's plan for uh, Wonder Woman and Batgirl to to start fighting over him, or if, if something else was going on, um, <laughs> and I just, I mean, you know, now of course we're used to Batman being forty seven steps ahead of everybody, but with this, you know, more uh, more human, more casual Batman, part of me wonders if he's like, hmm, how can I get Copperhead? Well, I'll get these two uh, super heroines to. Uh, you know, to, to to pretend they're after me, like maybe Batman's like, I'm going to catch the crook and get a date out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you turn the the cover over, look at this opening splash page. It's really cool, by the way. And Copperhead looks really menacing. But I have to question, where the heck was Batman? In the sewer? He's climbing <laughs> out of a manhole to stop this armored truck heist? What? I'm sure it's he plotted their uh, most likely route of escape. No, I don't know. <laughs> we'll call him Ratman instead of Batman here, I guess. Yeah. The, the armored truck. I've seen quite a few armored trucks in my day, and I've never seen one that has a turret on top with machine guns. I've not seen that one yet. <laughs> well, you probably haven't lived anywhere as crime infested as Gotham City. 
Well, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> and then I like on page two there, you know, Batman doesn't use guns. Well, apparently he'll use a laser pistol, though, because he uses a laser pistol to cut it in half. And then it just crashes and just it gets turned into like scrap by getting into an axe and hitting a brick wall. Like the wall does not even break. It doesn't even lose a brick, <laughs> but it smashes this armored vehicle in half like it's paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like uh, seems like there might be a better way to to do that. Of course, mm-hmm. probably off panel somewhere, Bruce Wayne wrote a check to the armored car company. Like here, that'll cover it. Mm-hmm. And then I like how the the two crooks. One of them says, "Yeah, all this money sure makes a heavy bat squasher." Ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> I love crazy dialogue. Crazy villain dialogue's great. And I'm I'm sitting there like, wait, wait, the money doesn't make it wouldn't make it that heavy like i'm 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 thinking too much about it mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah and as the truck hit... doesn't... oh go ahead. oh go ahead i was just gonna say i didn't realize um until I, I looked it up this was copperhead's first appearance uh like i said i wasn't overly familiar with him so i was curious i'm like was, was he always this uh i mean because the the way they they play him here he should be like uh he, he should be in batman's rogues gallery mm-hmm. uh instead of like you know the weird guy who dresses like a snake, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause he, he's not, I mean, you know, there, there's a few times where he really leans into the theme. Like, you know, I'm wondering if Haney just, you know, read an interesting article about copperheads and was like, I can extrapolate villain traits from this. Uh, cause there's mm-hmm. some of that, but other times it's just like, yeah, I'm going to steal something. I'm not going to lean too far into the snake uh, theme. I'm just going to do what I got to do. Yeah. And it's interesting too. He's like very formidable. And also a master of disguise. So at this point, we saw him on the opening splash page and he has his costume on. And there's no way you're going to get a costume over this costume. It's not going to happen. But we see him, you know, very, it seems like minutes later, dressed in this uh, old beggar outfit. And he has a cane and he steals uh, the tiara. And uh, it's interesting. That quick, he does rip off the uh, old beggar costume. And he does have the costume on underneath of the copperhead. Not sure how he's pulling that off. If you're going to be a villain in Gotham City, it's all about branding. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that you uh, that 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 people know know who you are. But I, I'll tell you the thing that impressed impressed me the most about Copperhead in this issue is that when the contest for Batman's affections start, um, Copperhead's like, "So, Batgirl and Wonder Woman form an eternal triangle with Batman. Very interesting. Very unusual. Perhaps an interesting and unusual trick." Like he's already <laughs> sniffing out the craziest plan that that you know, I mean, uh, it, it makes for an entertaining story. I'm not sure, like I said, unless Batman was legitimately feeling lonely, why his mind went to this. Um, mm-hmm. But Copperhead's like, yeah, this could be a trick. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just you know them going, well, we have to throw a wrench in it, or if if Copperhead's really that smart. And I choose to believe Copperhead's really that smart because I don't want to poke holes in this story. I think I read somewhere that he was, Copperhead is uh, Bob Haney's neighbor, so he knows his shenanigans. <laughs> All right. He, he, he lived on the same block, so he knew yeah. what to expect. <laughs> is Haney writing this story? There's got to be something else going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love, again, page three. It shows him, you know, ripping off the costume and climbing up the side of a wall with these tiny little suction cups that are like 
just slipped on over his fingers. And I feel like, <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I don't know if that's holding up your weight on the side of a wall. Why would your fingers not slip right out of there? But uh, again, I'm <laughs> suspending disbelief, man. I love it. Cause it's a really cool visual. Bob Brown. Oh yeah. Mike Esposito do a great job. And here we go. Commissioner Gordon, uh, right away. He's got his, his jerk hat on and <laughs> Bat- Batman pulls up and he says, Batman, where have you been? The queen's tiara was stolen by Copperhead. He struck again. And once more, you were caught napping. This time, it's a diplomatic catastrophe. And I'm thinking, wow, Gordon, like, really, you're standing around, your cops are standing around just watching, and you're yelling at Batman, who just showed up. Yeah, I didn't see any police officers stopping the, uh, you know, machine gun firing armored car. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, where were they when this queen was getting this diplomat or whatever was getting robbed? You would think she'd have some kind of uh, escorts there. We see some paparazzi on page two around her. But it looks like there's a cop there as well. And, you know, they just allow this guy to walk right up to her. It's like, um, yeah, I don't know about your you shouldn't be uh, people that live in glass houses there, uh, Gordon. Yeah, I I like to think this is the beginning of Batman disappearing on Gordon that we see all the time. And everybody makes jokes about because he's like, I'm not going to sit around and let this guy yell at me. No, yeah, he's had enough of his crap. <laughs> it's that's a reach even for head cannon, But that's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, and then here's something else I do love, too, and this is this is a Haney thing through and through. So Batman starts climbing using the bat rope to try to go after Copperhead, and he gets halfway up the building, and there's this tiny uh, snake, and it's, like, stuck to the side of the wall, and it starts <laughs> talking to Batman and says, you can never catch Copperhead, Batman. You can never catch Copperhead, Copperhead. Ha-ha. And Batman <laughs> says, a tiny playback device. He lured me on a wild goose. I mean, wild viper chase. Like, that's one of the most heinous panels I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just the shenanigans of it and the dialogue, That's that that explains Bob Haney, uh, how he wrote comics right there. I also like Batman saying, thanks to my bat rope, a bat can climb walls too. And I'm like, well, I mean, bats can fly, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Why do you need a rope? This rope allows me to climb a wall, which is something bats can't do. Mm-hmm. And at this point, if I'm Batman, I'm just swinging away and just jumping right in the Batmobile and taking off like a bat out of, well, you know what I mean. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but instead, he slides back down the building to face cranky Commissioner Gordon again. And Commissioner Gordon says to him, so he fooled you again. Copperhead must be caught, Batman, or we're both in trouble. And Batman says, what about all the others I rounded up over the years, Gordon? And Gordon in the next panel has this really pissed off look on his face. And he's got his finger right in Batman's face and says, Blazes, you know the score. All the mayor and the citizens care about is what I've done for them lately. My job and your reputation are on the line. Copperhead's made us both look foolish once too often. And then Batman, he kowtows Batman. Batman, you're right, Commissioner. I've got to get him. I'm like, what? Like, come on, Batman, grow a set. Well, yeah, and also like, yeah, Batman, they only care about what I've done for them lately. Now go solve this crime. <laughs> it's like, what did Batman do lately? Stopped an armored car heist. I mean, what did you do lately, Gordon? Nothing. Stood around and yelled at people. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And then, uh, again, this is more Haney shenanigans, too. So we go to the Wayne Manor. I'm sorry, <clears throat> the Bat Mansion. <laughs> and Bruce Wayne is studying up on snakes, specifically copperheads. And I'm thinking to myself, Bruce, he's not a real copperhead. He's just a guy in a costume. Like, what the heck? And then that scene of him smoking the pipe there, I'm thinking, you know, what's, what's in that pipe? Because the smoke turns <laughs> into a into a snake. So I'm thinking, I don't know there, Bruce. He's, he's expanding his consciousness. 
<laughs> yeah, he's a he's a Bronze Age writer if there ever was one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is the part where we get to the crazy museum, and somehow he knows uh, Copperhead's going after this uh, Montezuma cask of Montezuma. I don't know how he knows that because Copperhead never said he was going to do that, but he said he's he's going to go protect it and this and that. But oh man, here is literally like the beginnings of the best uh, uh, subplot ever in a comic book. We have uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman flying through the air, <clears throat> not using her invisible jet and the uh, smoke from her invisible jet. That would make too much sense. She's flying through the air holding God only knows what. I don't know what she has in her hand. Yeah, it's just it's a yellow stick. It almost looks like a baton you'd pass in a race. And it has <laughs> smoke coming out of the top. And she puts I love Batman in the sky. <laughs> Well, the uh, the smoke from the invisible jet might be invisible too, right? Oh, probably. Yeah, it would there give you it go. away. I, if it was. I don't know if you can get no prizes for DC stuff, but uh, that's Her, that's going to be my explanation. The invisible jet with the invisible fuel and the invisible exhaust, right? Exactly. There you go. <laughs> and the onlookers. Wow, that's some message. Wonder Woman's flipped for the Bat Guy. <laughs> 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 but then here comes Batgirl swooping in, and her she doesn't call it a bat jet what does she call it one of the onlookers says it's a plane it's bat girls but at some point here she calls it some oh i'm sorry she calls it her sky buggy oh yeah yeah and she starts putting her own message over the top of wonder woman's and it says only i love batman signed <laughs> batgirl <laughs> and yeah again all the paparazzi you're hearing brother what goes on here wonder one batgirl both in love with the cape crusader and some again some schmoo already figured it out must be a gag <laughs> yeah but do super heroines ever joke mm, oh yeah yeah but do super heroines this guy almost looks like matt murdoch from behind like he's got some yeah. kind of glasses on there <laughs> but the the dialogue again here between gordon and batman gordon says batman what is the meaning of this you must know and batman believe me commissioner i haven't the foggiest idea so he's lying this yeah. is all i need with copperhead poised somewhere ready to strike again at any instant and then the, the two uh, female heroes start fighting. Uh, Wonder Woman jumps on the plane and says, By Hera, destroy my immortal words of love, you masked sorceress. I'll show you. And Batgirl, let go of my sky buggy, you muscle-bound witch. <laughs> and then we get uh, the first of many references to how mismatched this fight would be. Mm -hmm. you know, Commissioner Gordon says, That Amazon will kill Batgirl. You've got to stop her, Batman. But I'll say this. Wonder Woman has the advantage in strength and speed and raw power. Batgirl talks better trash. Oh, she does. Yeah, especially I, in I mean, this, you know, this next next one. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder Woman's like, you masked sorceress. And Batgirl, you muscle-bound witch. And then uh, the, the one you sent me, uh -huh. uh, nothing's impossible for me, you unhip chick. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Words hurt, Barbara. Words hurt. <laughs> Try to escape my magic lasso? Impossible. And that's what she retorts with. Nothing's impossible for me, you unhip chick. <laughs> and Batman's response, girls, girls. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. And then, you know, they both from either side come like diving at him. Uh, Batman, my dearest. And Wonder Woman says, and Batgirl, hi there, lover. And they both are like, how am I going to jump on him in the midair there? And he's his head is swiveling around. <laughs> it's great. And then what's what's with Batgirl? The plane's on automatic, and I'm on the smooch beam. What? <laughs> yeah, what is a smooch beam? Yeah, I, it's more it's like she's high. Point, 
it's at that point Batman's like, okay, maybe this wasn't the best idea I've ever had. It has to be. And then she just falls off. Yeah, she just basically jumps off the wing of her sky buggy. She's like punch drunk here. And <laughs> Batman, it almost looks like in that next panel that his sky buggy moves out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, is he hoping she falls or what here? And of course, we get a blimp. You know, there's a, there's a blimp there. We got to get that in every once in a while, too. Oh, yeah. What a fantastic story. Story. It's a happening. Get it all. Zoom in on Batgirl. <laughs> Gotham Times blimp. <laughs> and then Batman catches Wonder Woman, too, for reasons, I guess. Yeah, I don't think she there, needed there, to be caught. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's a couple times in here where, where Wonder Woman's like, yeah, I don't feel like flying anymore. Catch me, Batman. Oh, my gosh. And then we got a little bigotry here from Batgirl, too, as the two start, you know, saying they're going to. Well, Wonder Woman says about all the adventures we had together in the Justice League. Uh, I realize I suddenly adore you. And Batman's like, listen, that's very flattering, but you know, we won't, we wouldn't be able to be a, a good couple. It would, we'd make we'd it, make, in, in, yeah. we'd make an incongruous pair. Yeah. Like, besides, wait, wait to let her down easy, Batman. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, besides, we both have too much on our minds. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, okay, you have so much on your mind, you can't have a date. All right, no problem. And actually, girl, that uh, that was you know a subplot over several issues in uh, in JLA after Grant Morrison left. Oh boy. <laughs> Batman's just too, his mind is too busy to have a date. Okay. Yeah, there was like this bubbling, like Morrison was pushing her and uh, Aquaman together. And I think Mark Wade picked up on some of that. And I forget if it was Wade or who, but like there was this whole thing where Batman and Wonder Woman were getting closer, but it's like, no, I don't think it would ever work. And I'm like, and Bob Haney did all that in one panel. Yeah, I was just going to say, they probably played it as serious and straight. And this is absurd, which that makes it's better. <laughs> yeah, Batgirl. And Amazon is incompatible with a normal human hero. I'm like, wow, she really went there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> but then it's like, uh, we're going to have a contest. And Wonder Woman, man, she looks really pissed off on uh, page yeah. eight there. It's, uh, I accept. And she's got this really mean look on her face. And Batman's like, no, stop it. And all these reporters, forget it. You can't argue with females, especially super ones. <laughs> And a guy with a camera, let them at it. Like, they want to see a cat fight here. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I do podcasts, I mention to people at work, like, hey, you got to listen to this one. I'm not mentioning this one to any of the women <laughs> I work with. Yeah, no, <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> but, and I mean, I, I don't know, again, not to sound like a broken record, I, my DC history and knowledge is not as, as deep as my Marvel. But, you know, from from the, the stories I've read with Batgirl, I mean, like, I get it. We've seen in other media and other stories batman and wonder woman as potential romantic partners mm -hmm. but i mean batgirl it's at best like she's his kid sister yeah and we're even worse like like he's a father figure <laughs> that mm -hmm. just really weirds me out and i mean maybe that wasn't you know the dynamic at that time <laughs> but with hindsight it's like okay i get the wonder woman thing but come on bruce yeah <laughs> Yeah, I always got the impression Batman was at least 15, if not pushing 20 years older than Batgirl. So that is kind of weird. And, uh, you know, she she usually pairs off with with uh, Dick or Jason, if you're, uh, mm -hmm. if you're into that three jokers kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so, but, I mean, I mean, I know mm. it's, it's Adam West under that cowl, for crying out loud, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then here we go. The contest has begun. Who can do the more cool stuff to win Batman's love? And the first thing is Wonder Woman flies uh, in as Batman is sitting 
in a very peculiar position up against a tree here. <laughs> and she has treasures from Paradise Island. So how did she get her mother to agree to this? It's one thing if Batman said, hey, uh, Wonder Woman and Batgirl, we need to have this ruse where you're uh, you know, both in love with me and it's distracting me. So Copperhead will come out and try to commit a crime and I can get him. But she went to Paradise Island and said, uh, hey, I have to take all these uh, treasures with me for this ruse for Batman. I can't see uh, Hippolyta saying, yeah, sure, go ahead. Well, um, I suppose the, the the easy answer would be that she just pulled them from somewhere else and uh, said they were from Paradise Island. But as we'll see over the next couple of pages, they, they, they really uh, committed to this. I mean, this is, this is method <laughs> acting. You, you look at the thought balloons, even. Uh, <laughs> Mm -hmm. so yeah I, I don't know maybe maybe there's a whole uh you know there's a whole subplot or you know these days a limited series where she fights her way through the amazons just to uh just to get some uh some gifts for batman yeah i mean maybe she really did steal it you know i mean the old saying is it's it's easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission so <laughs> maybe she did just go there and steal it she's gonna just oh sorry you know but <laughs> I love how the next caption box there, <clears throat> it says, and as live TV coverage of the romantic rondelet continues, bringing it into every home, including the lair of Copperhead. So Copperhead just sits around and watches TV, apparently. Well, and I mean, really, Haney's just writing, you know, reality TV 30 to 40 <laughs> years in advance. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if superheroes were real, there would be a, you know, date this superhero uh, reality show. Yep, and then he he utters the line you said about earlier about interesting and unusual and interesting and unusual. <laughs> it's like what in the world? <laughs> oh man! And I don't know what how he pulled this off here. So, is this supposed to be just uh, like a Copperhead effigy here on page nine, and he's not really there because? Yeah, uh, that's got to be symbolic. Yeah, because I'm thinking, did he like project his image here? Like this is crazy. But uh, Batgirl, she brings Batman a new cape. And I think Batman's cape, even at this point, has shown to have certain uh, properties and things it can do that I didn't think Batgirl could just replicate somewhere on her own. But apparently she can because he doesn't act as if her cape's any worse off than his cape. There is so much going on in that panel um, <laughs> that, I mean, I, I, I barely even notice Copperhead's there. Mm -hmm. You've got you've got Barbara like, I had to use some of my... Uh, my money is Babs Gordon to buy these things. Hope dad doesn't check my bank account. He might get suspicious. <laughs> and I'm like, if this is a plot, like, shouldn't Batman, be, like, shouldn't Batman be paying for some of this? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that's, it's always been said, that's Batman's superpower. He's rich. And so Barbara's like, you know, emptying out her savings all for this, this trick. And then Batman's like, well, that is comfortable. And hey, it is my birthday. Oh no. I hope people don't realize it's Bruce Wayne's birthday. <laughs> yeah that is fantastic all and i I'm thought like, is yeah neither of those thought balloons needed to be there but i love that they're there it just and i don't know if if haney was just like there needs to be more words on this page or what but i i love that they're there because it just adds a little bit of i don't know if depth or nuance is the right word but it just adds something to it like there's you know there's more going on here than just this crazy story Mm hmm. Yeah. The, the part about Batman uh, saying about it's he forgot it's his own birthday and he hoped nobody notices it's also Bruce Wayne's. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I, I don't know, man. There's probably bigger fish to fry than that right now. But um, yeah, he uh, <laughs> uh, the Copperhead uh, dialogue is great, too. He says, Batman, 
whom I have outwitted at every turn, caught between two possessed females. <laughs> but is this what it seems? Or like the markings of a viper lying in concealment, is it only camouflage? And again, like you said, poor backer was going broke over this ruse. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's saving her receipts and she's going to turn them into like Wayne Enterprises or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, get her money back or it's a tax write-off or something. I don't know. <laughs> but the Wonder Woman piece at the bottom is even more insane. I mean, good grief. Like, what? And and, and it's her thought balloons, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I know they wanted, they didn't want to, you know, spoil that, that it was all a plan at that point. But, I mean, you know, you'd, you'd think there would just be some dialogue, like, I mean, uh, some narration, like, Wonder Woman's doing this, but, I mean, she's she's going full method acting on this. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to Tricky Temptress. This is something she can't do. Mine gold. And I'll sculpt it into a statue of Batman. And she does, which, again, the, the sculpture part is, like, they're really trying to make Copperhead think this is really going on, which is fine. But why does she need the inner monologue saying, I'll top that tricky temptress. This is something she can't do. Mine gold. And I'm thinking, well, she probably could mine gold. She would just need equipment to do it, like a shovel. Yeah. She wouldn't be able to just dig with her hands, which is a hilarious part of that page, by the way, that panel, maybe, by the way. Maybe Her- it's foreshadowing the way their feelings are getting mixed up, you know? Maybe uh, maybe, maybe there was a method to this madness. But that, that statue does lead to another great uh, lecturing Commissioner Gordon moment. Oh yeah, 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 that's 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 great. I love that part. And again, we do get a, another uh, uh, Copperhead uh, in disguise here uh, as a, a member of the press, which is great. So again, this guy's a, a super thief, super smart, uh, a costume that can bite and inject poison into people, and he's a master of disguise as well. And and a contortionist, apparently. I uh, I was oh. reading when I, when I was trying to to find out more about him. I mean, this guy. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. he just didn't want to play second fiddle to the Joker. Yeah, and it's great oh, too. So yeah, so Batman is he's he's starting to be like, uh, you know, still playing along here. But then all of a sudden, out, out of the panel, Batman, what's going on here? And it's Commissioner Gordon, by the way, who's being driven around by someone, almost <laughs> like chauffeur style, like he's in the back seat. I'm not sure that's how it works, even when you're the commissioner. But okay, <laughs> and he says, Batman says, say. This cape feels good, and you have to admit the statues are pretty good like this. And Gordon, <laughs> out of the back window, stop it. You're starting to like this incredible display. Those two girls are turning your head. And this guy, the commission's right. And another guy, Batman, is flattered. <laughs> it's like, what a what? switch in the story. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't be impressed by two such dolls flipping for him? <laughs> That's definitely a Haney line there, a doll calling a girl a doll. I think a Teen Titans... He uses that a lot. They call Wonder, not one, yeah, Wonder Girl, Wonder Doll. <laughs> yeah. That that next panel with Gordon lecturing him about there was no permit issued to put the <laughs> statue in there. The look on Batman's face, just that petulant, hey, can I help it if I'm irresistible to Wonder Woman and Batgirl? <laughs> <laughs> and Gordon, Gordon's got his finger in his face again. Yeah. Like, but, Dude, but, you're pushing it. Oh, that, that look on his face, it's just, uh, I mean, it, it's small, but it's, it's there. It's not just this generic, you know, serious Batman face or whatever. It's, you know, he's he, he's he's really uh, leaning into this. Yeah. And it, here's Copperhead again. He starts to uh, get out of his uh, get up there. Or I'm sorry. He was a balloon salesman. He wasn't part of the paparazzi. He was wandering around the park selling balloons. <laughs> Which um, apparently is a thing that happened in Gotham in the 60s. 
he must have had a permit though, because Gordon didn't even oh look yeah in, look in his direction. But he thinks <laughs> oh. to himself that Batman has begun to respond to this dual adulation. Yet it too could be part of a cunning trap for Copperhead. I must test him now. So this whole time he sees what's happening on TV, he doesn't believe it. He gets up close and personal in a disguise. He doesn't believe it. He has to do a test. Uh, so we're going to have a test here uh, on the next page. But then before that, we get another panel of Batgirl and Wonder Woman to bring uh, two more gifts. Identical diamond-studded utility belts. <laughs> that's I mean, that, that is awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And I love how Batman then on the next page says to himself, because they went to the same jeweler, Spiffany's, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic. Batman says to himself, hmm, so people are beginning to profiteer from this situation. <laughs> and I'm thinking this situation started like a day ago, maybe two days ago. But Spiffany somehow made these diamond studded utility belts. I'm assuming with all the compartments, just like his utility belt has. So how'd they pull that off in two days? They were probably they were probably just waiting for for this moment. You know, they're like, I bet Batman likes the finer things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea what I mean. What I want to know is, did Barbara pay for this too? Yeah, you know, like, is is she behind on her rent now? Yeah, I was just gonna say she's not paying her college loans off this way. I mean, let's... <laughs> <laughs> but how about this next page when Copperhead has one of his goons uh, try to break into a place? The guy is using like a glass cutter on the roof, presumably of like a, a glass window on the roof, you know, mm-hmm. like a skylight. But then he has suction cups on the bottom of his boot that are stuck to it. So he's going to use his foot with the suction cups to pull away the glass. Why his foot? I don't <laughs> know. Maybe. Okay. So Copperhead's got the fingertip suction cups. Maybe, maybe the boots didn't work for him, but you know, it was, it was like a better a deal a good deal to get the full set, and so mm-hmm. he gets them to to, the, to this guy. <clears throat> because yeah, you I, see later he's walking down the side of the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just is crazy. I'm thinking to myself, why wouldn't you just you know put the suction cups on your hand while you're cutting it there and then pull it away? But uh, an alarm goes off while the goon is trying to break in. But in the meantime, uh, here's Batman. He's in between the two girls and Batgirl. Why you copycat? I'll tear that frizzy Amazon wig off you. <laughs> And then Wonder Woman, let her go, Batman. And by Zeus, I'll uproot those limp tresses of hers. <laughs> now we're getting serious. Yeah, Batman, come on, girls, act your age. <laughs> wow, okay, yeah, Batman, that's really going to work. But yeah, the guy... There, yeah. Am I remembering wrong, or wasn't there some version where, like, Batgirl... Was it on the TV show where Batgirl's red hair was a wig? Mm, it may have been... Or am I, I'm, am I totally getting that mixed up? Maybe... Maybe I'm Maybe. thinking of Black Canary with the because because the blonde hair in some versions was a wig. I don't know. I'm like, like man, Wonder Woman's calling her out for wearing a wig now. I... That might be. I don't remember that being the case on like Batman the animated series or anything like that. But that may have been the case with that. Uh, what was it early '80s there when it was like tied to like uh, Super Friends or something like that where Maybe. she'd be on there? I was thinking it was on the the '60s show, but I, I could be completely wrong. Could be. Yeah, it could be. But yeah, so that those are some that's some great dialogue from the two girls and Batman there. But here's a Copperhead's uh, buddy here. Uh, he's uh, walking down the side of a building and the cops are there. Thank goodness. There's the thief. Grab him. And here we go. Another tongue lashing for Batman by Commissioner Gordon. Right. <laughs> I want to know if Gordon if Gordon was in on it. 
or you know may, maybe he's acting although we know before the plan was in motion this is how he talked to batman so uh yeah batman that crook would have gotten clear away if we weren't in the vicinity why didn't you catch him and again he's sticking his finger right in batman's face and batman says i was so busy keeping wonder woman from harming batgirl I guess I never even heard the alarm. And again, Gordon flipping out. You must stop this insane game. What about Copperhead? He could strike. And they keep using these uh, <laughs> snake terms. He could strike at any time. What will you do then? And he goes, I can't do a thing with these two on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Copperhead up a telephone pole. <laughs> yeah. Mm, and and then, then we get the reveal that, that it is all a plot uh, fairly quickly. Because mm -hmm. yeah, he finally we goes for the cask of Montezuma. Yeah, and Batman. Not even put... thinking about the revenge that he could incur. Yeah, right. And it, it's funny, though, because we see Copperhead climbing into the museum through this window, and you can clearly see the, like, you know, laser, whatever, like, alarm around it that Copperhead could easily jump over or go <laughs> underneath and, and steal this. Like, I, I think a 10-year-old could do this. <laughs> so why can't Copperhead, who, you know, seems like you know one of the toughest foes Batman's ever faced as of 1968, but okay, let's not let's not let the story get in the way of the plot here, right? Maybe it's maybe it's an invisible field like uh like the invisible jet is often rendered or or Sue Storm, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make yeah. more references no matter what. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, the next panel's great, Batman. It's such a pleasant night for a ride, but which one of you will I choose? <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's when he, the, the, the buzzer in his belt goes off to say that somebody's, you know, broken into the museum. And he this is where Batman says to the girls, we fooled him into thinking I'm too busy with your romantic rivalry. And he's about to grab the cask. I'm on my way to catch that snake in the grass. Oh, boy. So now we're rhyming, too. <laughs> he says, thanks for your help, and you're welcome, Batman. Good luck. And then he does show up in time to stop Copperhead from stealing it. And then he thinks to himself, like, oh, hey, you know, uh, he's still suspicious. I better get back fast to the girls. Well, and this is, is uh, yeah, this is this seventh is, sense. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the rub of the story here. So now the girls actually do start falling in love with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> what? They were play acting so much they just can't help themselves now. Yeah, this you is... just—I mean—they realized how truly dreamy he is. Yeah, well, Wonder Woman thinks to herself, "I'd better get back into character again." Insolent witch, let go of him! And Wonder Woman kisses Batman. She says, "Let me show you how an Amazon kisses the one she adores." <laughs> and I mean, I, I, that's not well. I shouldn't say precedent because it came later. But um, I remember. Uh, Kevin Smith, when he was writing Green Arrow, as Green Arrow's making the rounds and meeting up with his his former allies, you know, Wonder Woman is like, Oliver, so good to see you, and just plants one on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm crazy. You know, maybe that was Kevin Smith thinking, I bet that's how Wonder Woman would greet me. I don't know, but <laughs> mm -hmm. apparently, uh, you know, apparently she's uh she's pretty free with her uh, displays of affection. Yeah. Yeah, either that or she's really horny. But uh, Copperhead, he's, <laughs> I like how he's uh, now hanging off the side of a building with his tail on a wire. And he says, my serpent sense. So he's got spider sense, but serpent sense now. <laughs> okay, sure. It was never wrong before, but there he is, still involved with that pair. I will return and take the cask this time without hesitation. And uh, scant minutes later, <laughs> uh, the, the, the alarm's going off in the old utility belt again, and it's Copperhead. He's like, let's call it quits, girls. 
but the girls don't stop. This is insane. Wait, <laughs> Batman, don't go. Stay with me. Caped conqueror of my heart. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, a romance novel that Diana Prince wrote on the side. Yeah, and they they just keep going after him, and then he says, great guns. What's wrong with them? Girls, stop. <laughs> and they just grab him and won't let him go. And he's like, I try to like, jump on him, and here's where Batman says the line, oh, no, they're not faking now. They're both in love with me for real. <laughs> I mean, and who among us in an elaborate plot hasn't accidentally made two women fall in love? Okay, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's just this is insane. I'm thinking to myself, they they should have done something like Copperhead drugged them or something. I don't know. Haney, I don't know, man. So maybe Copper maybe Aphrodite's ticked off that they would, you know, uh, fake love like this instead and, and disrespect the real thing. Mm -hmm. So she put a she 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 put a spell on them or something. But there's the cops. They're too late, and uh, Copperhead takes off with it, and Gordon is. Uh, He's really out of his mind mad now because the girls, they're still jumping Look at on page 15. They're like trying to hold on to him. And <laughs> Wonder Woman literally has her arms like holding his Batman's right arm behind his back and has her right leg wrapped around his right <laughs> leg. It's like, holy smokes. <laughs> this is insane. Mm, and he can't get away. And I'm stuck here. And Gordon flips his lid. And well, I'm sorry. This is actually Batman. Uh, thinking what's going to happen. He says, I can hear Commissioner Gordon now. And he has his finger pointing again. You failed, Batman. Failed me, yourself, and Gotham City. Gordon is living rent-free in Batman's head. <laughs> he really is. And Gotham City Times is all over it. Copperhead strikes again, vanishes. Batman foiled and Copperhead. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> oh, but Batman, oh boy, page 16. So I get... If Batgirl's grabbing his arm, he might be able to throw her off. Okay, sure. But uh, Wonder Woman is literally, isn't she pretty much as strong as Superman or oh, just yeah. or, or just just about? He throws the Depends two of the them right. off. Yeah, he, he throws the two of them off. Enough, you two. I've had enough. You've ruined everything with your kooky romanticism. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. I, all I can say is, you know, her, her knees must have been weak from, uh, you know, Desire, love, something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a bat signal there, and it's a caption box, and it says, was there ever in all the annals of Batmania a scheme that backfired as this one has? Batman enlisting Wonder Woman and Batgirl in a plot to trap the deadly Copperhead has been ensnared in his own trap. <laughs> <laughs> like Icarus flying too close to the sun. <laughs> Poor, poor Batman. So, yeah, he flings the two of them off and they're left on like looks like a street or maybe even the rooftop. And they're like looking up at him with their mouths agape. They're like, oh, no. And he's like, that's what bothers me the most. This was my wild idea. So I thought, well, then look in the mirror, Batman, that it all went sour. Don't blame them. You know, don't yell I, at them. I want another panel of him explaining this this plan to Alfred and Alfred going like you. You know, as Bruce Wayne, you can get a date, right? I mean, you don't. <laughs> I'm not, not really sure this is the the way to go, sir. Yeah, Master Bruce, do you need me to call the escort service? You know, is that, that might, be, <laughs> might be. But yeah, he's a. Uh, now here's another good part too. This is another Haneyism. So it looks like Batman screwed, and there's no way for him to come out on the good side of this. But aha, the cask of Montezuma 
contains a homing device that, that he never mentioned before this moment. <laughs> okay, sure there is. <laughs> oh, no, everything's real. Oh, no, wait, I've got that tracker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beep, beep, a beep. <laughs> That's the uh, signal coming from, once again, his utility belt. And wherever it goes, I can follow it. And here he goes, more some more snake talk. He's zigzagging all over Gotham before he heads for his hideout. To protect its location in case anybody's following, he's sure cunning. Cunning like a snake. <laughs> it's like, okay, we get it. It's it's Copperhead. We get it. We don't need to be zigzagging and snake references, but nope. And then, yeah, here, was, here he gets to a, a rooftop somewhere. Wonder Woman. Oh, no. I've been waiting for you to tell you what I've hidden in the park. Something I've never dared reveal to any man. A poem disclosing my secret <laughs> non-Amazon identity. So when did she have time to write this poem? I just, I got to know. While he was creeping around, I I guess yeah I, I didn't I didn't really notice till now the uh, how quickly that happens and then Batgirl apparently followed her, mm-hmm. but at least Batgirl didn't have time to write a poem she just left her library ID. Yeah, this is insane. Like, <laughs> which again is another like detail that that they could have just skipped over. Like I wrote my name down too, but no, it's hey. Barbara Gordon's a librarian. It's like we we do care about the details here sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't. It just seems to me like if you're Haney and you're writing a story, like why did it need to go down the road of they were faking being in love, but now they actually have fell in love? I just <laughs> that part I don't get. Why not just oh well, you know our plan backfired. Let us help you find Copperhead, and you go after Copperhead. And the the, the part of them really falling in love with him is the part that just makes me like shake my head and think, what in the world was he thinking when he wrote this? <laughs> it, it reminds me, um, honestly, of the one we, we talked about with Batman and Green Arrow, where they both reveal their identities to the same psychiatrist. It's it's almost like a sitcom plot. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, it's like the kind of thing you would uh, see on an episode of Frasier or something. You know, the, uh, the, the plot that backfires and spins totally out of control. This is literally a Three's Company episode. It's like... <laughs> How many years before that show came out? <laughs> I don't know who's Mr. Roper here, but yeah, maybe Commissioner well, that, Gordon. be Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the killjoy here. <laughs> Every yeah. time Batman's about to, uh, you know, uh, tr- get a moment with uh, two uh, hot ladies and he's in the middle. It, it, here, here comes the spoiler. Here comes the wet blanket. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Wonder Woman actually takes a swing at Batgirl here. And when she does... She smashes a piece of the building, and uh, Batgirl says, Missed, you muscle-bound Medusa. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, and then he finds another one of Copperhead's gizmos. That he planted everywhere. This one's only a listening device. So now he has a listening device planted somewhere that was able to you know, listen in to their fighting. And, oh, no. He was listening in. Now he knows their secret identity's location in the park. I've got to go stop him. And, you know, Batman and uh, the two girls are going to, like, try to go stop him. And Wonder Woman gets there first, of course, because she can fly. And I'm not quite sure what happens here. So on page 19, she shows up in the park. And at the uh, well, there's Copperhead with this extremely excited look on his face. And, uh, He's going to look at their identities any second now, but she comes flying in and says, I'll take those. Oh, I'm sorry. She says, now a spark from my bracelet to ignite them. She clangs them together like uh, Captain Marvel from (laughs) the Marvel Universe, and that causes a spark, 
which lights them on fire. That's kind of funny. We can see Barbara Gordon's uh, identification there. Or is that hers there? I, I can't tell if that's supposed to be the library ID or it would Diana have to be Prince. the library ID because uh, unless she entitled her love poem, employee identification. Oh, yeah. She wrote a poem. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so she got rid of hers first and still has Barbara's right out there in plain sight. I wonder if that was on purpose. <laughs> I, I I think they both burned up, but yeah, I, who, no, I, I I don't think it was because the the shock of realizing he could know their identities, I think, snapped them out of their romantic uh, fervor. Mm-hmm. And then in the time it took her to clank her bracelets together and make a spark, light those on fire, and then for her to litter, by the way, and just throw them on the ground, they probably started a fire in Gotham <laughs> Park here. Uh, we see Copperhead, and this was something I was a little hazy on, too. So, again, Copperhead's just a guy in a costume, you know, where his his body is all scaly looking. And, of course, he has, like, black trunks with green trim because he couldn't not have trunks on because, like, comics code. But uh, <laughs> he, he just looks like a guy. But it shows him in this, uh, uh, not a pond, what do they call it? Oh, like she says. Pre-era part of the swamp or something like that that connects to this park and he legit looks like a giant snake there's no arms there's no legs his face isn't even sticking out of the copper air quotes head part you see what i that, that's crazy yeah i don't i was a little hazy on that i'm like what's just how all can you do that it's just all under the surface he's doing I, the doggy yeah. paddle i guess yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> snake paddle it looks it looks that's creepy yeah, it looks yeah. Really, really good and really creepy, but it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then we see him hiding behind a tree, and he says, Wonder Woman, she must see the wake I'm making, diving on me. So then he just dives underwater, and underneath there is like a pile of uh, these big stones. And uh, underneath the stones, he has a little uh, hideout here, and she comes in right after him, and he admits that he's twisted and evil. <laughs> what about these snakes though that uh, gas are out oh yeah gotta it's uh you know it's not just it's not just form but also function with his decorating here mm-hmm. you figure you have to think of something pretty uh, interesting to get her out of the way because it's not like he yeah. can take her on hand to hand so what's he gonna do well you know a lot of like muscle bound heroes you know they get gassed or electrocuted or something and that's what happens to her she gets uh gassed and she's uh uh, says jets of gas fighting stinging gas and he says not gas my pretty poison mist and i'm thinking to myself really that uh, that's a gas yeah i'm like <laughs> uh getting a little getting a little uh, picky here copperhead but yeah he uh he thinks it was gonna kill her but he's like oh because she's an amazon it probably didn't you know kill her because of her amazonian phys- physiology or something and she's just barely clinging on to life and then <laughs> There's Batman and Batgirl in like a little uh, boat with an outboard motor and they're creeping around <laughs> looking for her, And this part is great. Batgirl says, let me off on that rock pile, Batman. This is far enough for me. Brr. <laughs> thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> but but it's a ruse. Mm-hmm. Because she's going to check out. She's going <laughs> to check out her feminine intuition that told her where Copperhead's hideout was. Yeah, the world's greatest detective has no clue. And he but- says. Never thought to see her getting the shakes, but it certainly is a spooky place. And that's when she says, now to check out my feminine intuition and try to grab Copperhead on my own. So she's a glory hog 
And is that is, like the seventh, ser the serpent seventh sense, or whatever? Is feminine intuition versus the seventh serpent sense, or I, I think so. But yeah, we know from that one panel that she, because she wants to grab the 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 villain before Batman, so she's trying to hog all the glory. And then Batman is not the world's greatest detective. There's a sh <laughs> she's obviously a better detective than he is apparently in this story. <laughs> well, it's because he doesn't have feminine intuition. Right. And then page 21, too. This was crazy. Uh, she, you know, oh, yeah, this is where he's at. And she comes in and there's the cask of Montezuma and there's Copperhead. And he's got a hold of Diana. And I don't know if he's going to bite her or what he's going to do to her. But, <clears throat> OK, so the caption box reads instantly from her weapons bag. The masked maiden draws a lead weighted shuttlecock. That always flies straight to its target. What? What the heck? I was too busy looking up Copperhead. I want to know if this is the first or only appearance of Batgirl's patented lead-weighted shuttlecock. I I just uh, of all the things to get out of your weapons bag, a lead-weighted shuttlecock, and it actually looks bronze or gold, by the way. <laughs> and she just. Thunk right off his head. Oh, thunk right off his head. And that's enough to, like, you know, hurt him a little bit. She thinks he's, you know, knocked out or dead, but he's not. So he uh, uh, kicks her then, and he's on the loose to try to get away. And then that's when Batman just shows up, and the two of them get into a, a bit of a fist fight here. But he manages to, I'm assuming, use the, uh, the venom in this costume on the headpiece there. That's the head of a copperhead and bite down onto Batman, so to speak. And then Batman starts turning green for some reason. Well, he's he's been uh, poisoned, or he's got snake venom. And doesn't doesn't Copperhead venom turn you green? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, he was hulking out here. It looked like <laughs> we have a crossover but, here. But again, give him a give, give Copperhead props for you know not just form but function with the costume. Like I I, I thought the uh, the snake head piece looked kind of dumb, but uh, it it works. Mm -hmm. And then we get some purple pros here as Batman's punching him out. Desperate, his life ebbing. The masked manhunter's mighty heart drives him forward to a final brave burst of exertion. And one final right hand is enough to knock him half loopy. And then he uses his bat rope to tie him up. And he just starts uh, falling over as if he's going to croak. And he's <laughs> he got <laughs> Copperhead tied up in the background. Ha 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 ha. Like, you know, he might have uh, knocked me out and roped me up here, but. I'll wriggle free of these bonds by the time you uh, try to even figure out how to save him. And of, of course, Batgirl has something else in her weapons bag, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the What is it? Uh, An the anti-venom. Mm -hmm. Anti-venom serum. And he's uh, I love how his face is all green on one panel. And the very next panel, before it looks like she even gives him any of it, it's half green. So I don't know if in between panels she gave him some. I, it still I looks pink. Have, she's saying his color is slowly returning to normal. I've saved him. Yeah, it's weird because the way Bob Brown and Mike Esposito and the color is true it, the, the test tube here, the vial, whatever you want to call it, it looks three quarters of the way full before she gives it to him, and it looks 90% full when she's still holding it in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of the way that the medicine like sticks to the side or something. It's a little viscous there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. And all of a sudden, when it looks like uh, Batman and Batgirl are getting a little close here, Wonder Woman pops up. Oh, Wonder Woman, you're all right? And he's like, but Batman, did Copperhead kill 
thank Hera, his eyes are opening. And Batman, whew, feel like I went to the moon and back. Good to see you both alive and well. And then <laughs> Copperhead's like, you won, Batman, but I'll get you next time. Because these two she-devils helped. <laughs> and, and, and he says he's going to take the, uh, the cask back to the museum and our final panel. Sometime later in Gotham City, Wonder Woman, bye, Batman. I hope we made up for really falling for you. And Batgirl says, if you ever need us again. And he says, I know, but I'll call you girls. Don't you call me the end. (laughs) (laughs) I would seriously wait around for him to get into big trouble. And as he's like clinging to death again, like he was with the venom, I'd be like, well, you didn't call me. So I guess I'll just walk away and see what he says then. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this was crazy, but this was so much crazy fun. I think this is crazier than the other one you and i did oh yeah <laughs> the senator being shot this one's even yeah. more insane yeah and 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 that's saying something um <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> but but i mean like, like i said i mean other than the uh other than you know the the quick reversal of no we're really in love with you batman i mean i it, it was so much fun i just i i don't care about the parts that don't make sense mm-hmm. yeah and that's literally Pretty much every Haney story I've read to this point, and I haven't, I'm more of a DC newbie as well, so I haven't read a ton of them. I've read a bunch of them, but not, you know, anywhere near as much as some other people. But all the ones I've read, even when I shook my head sometimes and was like, what? By the end of the comic, I was like, this was fun. I had a blast reading this. And sometimes I'd go back and read that what moment again, (laughs) just to try to like let it sink in. But again, by the time I get to the last page, I'm like, Oh, that was crazy, but that was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, yeah, just, so, yeah. Just a blast. I mean, so, and like I said, even the stuff that, that doesn't fully make sense, you can you can have fun try, trying to make it fit, like uh, like Wonder Woman, you know, with her inner monologue going full on into it. Is, are her feelings conflicted? Is she worried that Copperhead's psychic? I mean, you, you <laughs> can make something fit there, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, tons of fun. There's there's no way uh, you I would never not recommend a story like this. And like I said, the art was really good. Like like I said, Bob Brown, I feel like, you know, it's he's an afterthought for a lot of people. And maybe some, you know, like people that aren't really super heavy into comics have probably never even heard of him. But it was a really good story for art wise, too. I mean, it's, yeah, I really, they're... really enjoyed it. There's some aspects of it that look a, a little simpler, but then there then there's others where there's kind of more detail that, than you expect, like with a uh, copperhead disguised in the background as the balloon salesman, mm-hmm. and and things like that. So it, it's really kind of this. Um, I don't know where it fits in in the official timeline, but it's almost kind of a mix of like silver and bronze age type art. Uh, no, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are always like, you know, silver age was till the end of the '60s or. Even maybe very early 70s, but yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Like I said, it, it's I love it. I think Batman, Batgirl, Wonder Woman look great. Copperhead looks really good too. I think his costume and you know, he, he looks really scary on some of these pages with these jagged teeth and these like claw like hands. He looks really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of makes you wonder how he became this uh D list villain because uh, they, they gave him a pretty good debut. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, yeah, he kind of fell by the wayside. Maybe nobody else really liked him other than, you know, Bob Haney. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, two thumbs up for this one. And 
you know, I think, you know, you and I and some other guests I've had on the show have said before, too, if you can get your hands on this material, the trades or uh, go to the DC Infinite app, there's a ton of Brave and Bold on there, especially the, you know, the 70s and 80s, you know, numbered issues uh, to the end. There's a lot of those, not a lot of the earlier ones, but all these later ones that, you know, have Batman, the majority of them are uh, are on the app. So definitely check them out. Absolutely. I mean, it's like like we said, it's not uh, it may not be watchmen or something like that but it's i mean it's a reminder of why why i liked comics to begin with just crazy fun Mm -hmm. yep absolutely yeah i i'll recommend fun comics any day of the week and even before i would recommend like more serious stuff just because to me that's what you know my favorite comics are comics that are just plain fun whether they fit into continuity somewhere or don't or you know really add to a, a history of a character did I have fun reading it? And if the answer is yes, well, then I'm going to I'm going to recommend that and I'll sing the praises of it. Absolutely. So. All right, man. So uh, everybody, if you want to go uh, find Evan out there, uh, you can find him on Twitter, right? Yeah. Uh, at Evan underscore Bevins. Um, you can also check out my blog asterisk 51 dot blogspot dot com. Uh, still a little Marvel heavy um, working my way through Secret Defenders and uh some some She-Hulk here and there. I with the uh, the TV show coming on, I, I was going to do kind of a one-off, and then I found out that not only did Steve Gerber write Sensational She-Hulk for a year, but his first extended storyline brought back Howard the Duck. So uh, I was all over that. Yeah, Gerber, he's he's definitely one of my favorite writers of all time. He's on my uh, Marvel Mount Rushmore for uh, <laughs> writers. I really enjoy his work. His work was great. Oh yeah. So that that's uh, you, you can find that um, you can also find uh, if, if you are more uh, lean, more DC uh, not long ago after uh, the League of Super Pets movie came out. Uh, I found a story about crypto that uh, that might make you cry if you read it in the wrong mood. Um, <laughs> so uh, so we've got that, too. Yeah, so definitely check that out. You know, give Evan a follow on Twitter and check out his blog. And then as of this recording. Uh, by the time this guy comes out, we're probably going to be about a month away. So I don't want to give anything away as far as content, but we're only going to be about a month away from a uh, another super blog team up. So uh, definitely look for uh, that hashtag SBTU or hashtag super blog team up to uh, find some good stuff there, right? Yes, indeed. I've uh, got, got a couple things I'm trying to narrow down for the topic. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for that. It's, it's It feels like it's been a long time since we did one. It really hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been a long time. So I'm really looking forward to that one myself. And uh, like I said, I'm not going to give away what the subject is because uh, we might not be putting that out there before this recording. So I don't want to I don't want to do any spoilers here. So definitely look for that, though. It's going to be a fun subject, right? Yes, indeed. Awesome. So. All right. Well, thanks for joining me again, man. This was great. And uh, look forward to uh, maybe uh, covering some more of these crazy issues here. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, th- thanks for, for doing this one. I know it wasn't the one we were, uh, we were originally looking at, but, uh, I think we made the right decision. Oh, absolutely. And let's be real uh, when you're talking brave and the bold, especially once, uh, Bob Haney, uh, took the reins, there, there is no uh, wrong issue to cover. <laughs> I, I, I will agree with you on that. <laughs> so awesome. All right. Well, thank you again, Evan. And then uh, I'll be back in a minute to wrap up the show. 